Really? <laughs> the funny yes, part. Really? The funny part is when I walk around, I'm like, "What the hell are you doing back here, man?" <laughs> I had my back to him, and I looked like I was just rubbing all crazy. <laughs> hey, what is going on? Welcome to episode 78 of Comical Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Corbett, and with me is... Miguel Garza, man. Just Miguel? Just Miguel. I'm going to be just Miguel today. No personalities today? Oh, they'll come out later. (laughs) And of course, we have a very special guest on this week's episode, Mr. Jimmy Robinson. Hey, how's it going, people? How's it going? (laughs) We're doing good, man. How are you? Right on. I'm just fine, just running around a little crazy, but I'm fine now. Got a beer. I'm good. I need a surge. (laughs) (laughs) We're all out of those. Oh, man. (laughs) Well, let's not waste any time because we've got a lot to go over this week. Let's talk about our books. What were your top two this week, Miguel? You know, I'm not sucking up here right now. My number two was The Empty. (laughs) (laughs) No sucking up going on here. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) The Empty number four was actually my pick of the week, as it has been every single time this book has come out. Uh, wow. I, absolutely, I absolutely love what you're doing with this book, man. And we're going to talk more about that later. I won't go into anything that happens in the plot of Empty Number Four yet, but uh, <laughs> good choice for your number two, man. Of course, you know I love the book. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Well, then, thanks, thanks. So we we'll, won't we'll talk about it right now. Then. Right. So what was your number two? Uh, my number two is actually Broken World Number One by uh, Frank Barbieri and Christopher Peterson. Hey, one of our friends. Yeah, Frank is awesome. Uh, this book it's mm. really interesting. It's the story of this family at the end of the world. It's this wife and husband and their child. And this asteroid's supposed to hit the Earth. So I thought it was Earth 616. No. Oh, my bad. It's not Secret Wars. It's, it's a completely different thing that's going on. That's what I felt, man. <laughs> so the wife apparently has a criminal history of some sort. So she's desperately trying to cover that up and keep her husband and, and daughter from finding that out because she's trying to get a fake identity so that she can sneak aboard one of the escape pods. They basically have rockets that are taking humanity to outer space to survive, except for the criminal element. They're not taking anybody who has any kind of felonies. You know what's funny? And I don't mean to interrupt you, but when I was reading this book, all I could hear was, I don't want to close my eyes. <laughs> Seriously. All Armageddon style. I'm telling you. Nice. Well, so she you know, goes out, she gets a fake ID, meets up with her husband and daughter. They wait until the very last rocket that's supposed to leave Earth, and then they try to get through security. And some stuff happens. Uh, you know, It's all about humanity's last days on Earth, all the crazy stuff people do. All the normal people and the people that haven't committed crimes are all floating around in outer space in cryosleep. Uh, living relatively okay lives. You know, their plan is to either evacuate the Earth after the asteroid hits and try to find some other habitable planet, or maybe come back. I don't know. But she waits with her husband and daughter. She's one of the last people to go up, and some stuff happens. I don't want to ruin the twist for anybody, but I, I didn't expect it to come. <laughs> you had to see that coming. You knew something was going to go down. I knew something was going to go down, but not that. Not, yeah. not nearly as drastically as it happened. You got like the guy doing the, the fake ID, man. It's a conspiracy, man. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> It was really good. So I highly recommend going out and checking out Broken World. It's a great number one. Yeah, Broken World was my pick of the week. Okay. <laughs> We're on the same page. Yeah, we just, are. Just numbers are flipped a little bit. You want my number one? Sure. I'll give you my number one. What was your number one? <laughs> my number one was by the great, the great Steve Orlando. Midnighter, number one. That was my mm. number one also. <laughs> uh, no sucking up again either, you know, just because he's our friend. But, you know, you remember back in the day when we had that uh, that tournament? Yeah, yeah, each we, other. we did uh, we had Comical Madness. Yeah, Comical Madness. 16 characters fighting against each other. 
Yeah, and I was like, I don't know who this guy is. He loses. <laughs> and then we got we saw a little bit of him in uh, Grayson. And I was like, oh, this guy's kind of cool, actually. But I never knew that Midnighter was actually gay. And I was like, okay, all right. And then you know, Steve took over the book, and I was like, pretty damn good. The book's phenomenal. I mean, Steve does an amazing job with dialogue, but he always has. Uh, Midnighter is a total badass, and he knows it. Uh, he's in total control of every situation he's in. He kicks the ass of everybody he comes across who needs to have their ass kicked. And there's definitely some romance going on with the guy he meets in the book. But that's not really the main thing. It's, it just seems so normal. He makes it seem like such a normal thing, which is the cool thing about the book. Because a lot of things are like, oh, this guy's gay, and they kind of shove it in your face or whatever. But Steve makes it seem like it's just a normal everyday occurrence that this guy happened to go on a date with another dude. Now, that was a book that, that was another book that was shoveling in our <laughs> face. <laughs> uh, I don't know if anybody read, read Airboy today or not, but uh, <laughs> a lot of swinging dicks in that one. That's all I can say. <laughs> a, lot <of> anac- <laughs> a lot of anacondas. <laughs> I just want to say something. Yeah, sure. Midnighter number one. Love that Oakland setting. Thank you very much. Shout out to my city, Oakland. Awesome. that's apparently where midnighter and uh, his friend was uh hanging out having dinner when they got interrupted (laughs) cool very nice i wonder how steve picked the uh, setting for that i don't know don't know but i just looked at the caption and said oakland i'm like really i'm like cool (laughs) my hometown well what about you jimmy did you read anything this week that you want to talk about Oh, I, I I got through Midnighter. That was just cool. A lot of action. It was cool. I dig it. Uh, I did get through Airboy, so I know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I was totally like blown away that this this was a whole like realistic kind of you know Eric Stevenson and <laughs> and James Robinson. Who James Robinson, great friend of mine, and all that stuff. This is really cool. But yeah, uh, uh, that was cool. And and Squirrel Girl. I, I, I like Squirrel Girl. She was uh, she was happening. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Oh, but I, I, I'd say my number one would probably be uh, uh, Wicked and Divine. A lot happened in that. I was just like, really? Seriously? Okay, let it go. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, those are some of the things. I, I mean, I've been busy. I've been slammed, so I've, I've not been able to keep up with the, the laundry list that you guys are reading. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, we, we read somewhere like 35 books today or something. <laughs> it's oh, crazy. Yeah, you guys are serious. <laughs> but yeah, I um, uh, yeah, those are some of the books I got through. And a couple other things. But yeah, I mean, those were some really uh, that really stood out. I completely agree with you. All of the ones you mentioned were in contention for our uh, top three, I think. Uh, but you're right. Wicked and Divine yeah. was, was just amazing. It was just a little bit less than the other books, I thought, but it was real close. If I had to give it a number, I'd say it was number four. Yeah, I like to snap my fingers and see people just go poof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of, a lot of uh, reveals in uh, number 11. I, was, uh, I wasn't expecting some of those things. Yeah, me neither. Well, you said this uh, last couple of weeks. It's been getting really hard to pick three. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's been really, really hard. There've been some really good books, but like today, saying all the books we read through for a while, I thought I never was going to get off Battle World. I thought I lived there. <laughs> like, holy crap! <laughs> well, when you read all the Secret Wars titles, you know. Hey, man, I had I had to jump away. I had to jump away. I read like seven. I'm like, okay, I got to go to something else. I picked up Mortal Kombat X, and I read that, and I was like, finish him. And then I went back to see. I've never laughed. <laughs> I saw you posting the pictures of Johnny Cage punching Scorpion in the nuts. No, that was Reptile. He oh. hit Reptile in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it was freaking awesome cool well let's uh let's move on then let's talk about you jimmy oh no <laughs> why don't we talk about the empty why don't you tell our listeners what the empty is all about oh gee really <laughs> uh the empty published by image comics everything done by me and it's kind of post-apocalyptic 
science fiction fantasy kind of Mad Max meets Poison Ivy kind of, <laughs> you know, just kind of this weird thing I got going on about uh, this girl who can grow things, who ends up in this world of dust and decay at the end of the world, you might say, or whatever world it is. And um, I'm never, I'm really not selling this well, am I? <laughs> it, it's a post-apocalyptic book, uh, buddy travel story kind of a thing uh, about saving the world. Put it that way. Yeah, that, that works. Uh, so that kind of works. I really need to work on that pitch if I'm going to go. You know, you do a lot. You write the book, you draw the book, you color the book, you letter the book. You don't have to worry about the pitch, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just read the book. <laughs> do, do, do you bind it too? Now that's all he's got to do left. I bind it, I staple it, I glue it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I almost could do that. I mean, uh, for 13 years, I worked at a commercial printing company. And, uh, you know, I, I do know all the ins and outs of exactly how to print on a four color cold set press. I can, I can do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I've learned everything from A to Z, the but I'm not man, doing that. One man production chain. <laughs> Pretty much, but that was back in the old days, you know. Uh, now it's, you know, everything's digital. It's just beautiful. It's so easy. It's, it's yeah, I, I learned the hard way. <laughs> I did everything old school. Now I'm, you know, just kicking back, pushing buttons on a computer and saying, print it. You know, it goes to a printer. They just run with it. So everyone's happy. Great. But, yeah, that's the empty. That's the empty. Uh, it was a six-issue miniseries. Image liked it, and they said, keep on going. So now it's ongoing. So I had to do some tweaking on issue five and six to get it to flow into the next arc and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's been well-received. You know, it's been doing all right. I, I love it. I just get to wake up in the morning and just work on my book and feed my birds and <laughs> plant stuff in the garden and be yeah, an birds. idiot. <laughs> it's the wild birds. I just had bird feeders in the backyard. That's all. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it was originally intended as a miniseries, so I kind of got that feeling reading issue four that we were approaching the end. I was kind of wondering how it was going to progress now that it's an ongoing. Yeah, it kind of put me in a bind. I think around issue three, going into issue four, no, around issue three, Image said, you know, just keep going. And I'm like, hmm, well, <laughs> I did have this end in mind, but uh, I, I did have a bunch of stuff uh, in the back that I overwrote because I, you know, I completely did this world building thing and it was, uh, you know, I, I put a lot down that never hit the page. So I'm now able to, uh, stretch my legs a little and get some of the, uh, backstories out, you know, stuff like that. And I also found a cool way to introduce another arc and make the stakes even higher. So, uh, issue four, yeah, uh, that's got some reveals, but issue five has got some real pull the rug out from under you kind of stuff going on. So uh, the, where it goes from there is going to be really interesting. That's where I'm crossing my fingers. I'm hoping I don't lose a lot of people like, well, fuck this, but. <laughs> I can't see that happening. <laughs> it was all team. <laughs> no, it wasn't all a dream. <laughs> but yeah, you know, uh, it's it's. It's an interesting ride, and I, you know, Image, love them. They just, they just let me go. What I do, you know, they just say, "Here's, you know, we made an agreement." And they say, "Yeah, I'll see you in January." And that's kind of the end of it. So they're just totally hands off, which, uh, which is great. 
I had to put in all those lesbian orgy scenes that they don't know about, you know. Whoa. <laughs> Air girls. <laughs> Just to- no, 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 no. Add a wolf. There we go. <laughs> Draw a drum hiller on this sucker. <laughs> no, I love the book. In book three, I got kind of mad with you a little bit, but uh, you you, uh, you, made me, you made me happy in book four again. I was like, okay. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I knew. I, I, you know what? It was funny. I did get a little bit of hate mail on the on the book three. <laughs> People got to the end of book three and said, "No, no, no." They were ready to toss the book then. So, uh, but I, yeah, redeemed it all in number four. So, without spoiling anything, there you go. <laughs> it was pretty cool. I love the big animals of the big old freaking hell. Was that a cow? <laughs> yeah, freaking cowboy. Where the whole thing was supposed to be. <laughs> big B. It's really cool. I mean, it's such a great book. I know when we first we first picked it up, we we're like. Uh, what is wrong with this chick's neck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what is wrong with this woman's arms? Yeah. Oh my gosh, there's a yeah. different take on this. But we're like, okay, let's read it. We like the story, all right? Can't wait to see what book two looks like. Like, oh, okay, it got even better, huh? And we're like, well, I'll be damned. But I didn't know it was a miniseries. It's a good thing you hid that from me. <laughs> I'm yeah, not, yeah. I'm not a fan of the miniseries because because I get so a lot of the miniseries that I've read are really good, mm-hmm. and they shouldn't just be right. miniseries. And I, if this would have been a miniseries, it would have been a shame. It's a good thing that it gets to keep on going because it really is good, and I want to see more of the world, and I want to see where you go with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that you ended cool. book four where you're at, I was like, damn it! <laughs> I was waiting for the because there were still extra pages. Like, oh, this is getting good, and it ends, uh. and it's the preview to something else. Like, you <laughs> dirty son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got my 22-page format I'm kind of sticking to, so uh, the backup pages, uh, image gets to use for promoting other books and stuff, but yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I, I've got it in mind, don't worry, I've got a bunch of stuff, and I can't, I'm, I wish I could talk, but I can't, I can't reveal some stuff. Matter of fact, I'm coloring right now, some, uh, some pages on uh, five and six, <laughs> so I'm um, just doing work as I talk. Well, fans, I'm going to say this, for fans of your art, are you going to sell any pages that people can go like on your website or anything and maybe buy some of the original art that's not colored yet? Uh, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> I, I do have a ton of original art uh, from all my books since I, I, you know, I normally write and illustrate my own books. Uh, the thing about The Empty, just like the last book I did, is that it's all in pencil. And I just uh, I pencil the whole thing, and then I just scan it in directly, and then I just color on top of the pencils. So what you're looking at isn't they're not inks; they're they're pencils. Okay. Uh, just really tight, <laughs> and all that. Uh, yeah, I guess people might buy just the straight pencils, <laughs> but um, you know, it's I guess I can pick out cherry pick a few ones that look okay. But lately, in issue six, I mean, I've I've been cannibalizing the thing. It's, and really weird looking, so I don't know how much original art is going to be on there. It's starting to look like a Fiona Staples kind of thing where it's, you know, a lot of it's done digitally. <laughs> so um, it, it's, it's getting interesting because I love original art and I've always, uh, I've always taken it around with me, but um, this has been a kind of untraditional look. You know, I don't have word balloons, you know, stuff like that. Uh, there's not some, you know, the, the characters look different. And, you know, I don't know. It, well, I'll see. I'll go to San Diego Comic Con in about six weeks and now throw some stuff out there, see if people bite. I don't know. <laughs> cool. We'll send our friends your way. I think they're going again. We'll send the comics in to get out to talk to you. 
Yeah. Ah, cool. Because I think cool. they actually go. There's some really cool guys out there. Are they local to San Diego? Or are they? They're out somewhere out in California. Yeah, they're in California. I'm not sure exactly uh, where, but they'll definitely be at San Diego. They're about two hours away because when I was in San Diego for my kids' graduation from the Marine Corps, uh, they weren't too far away from me. But I didn't, cool. get, I didn't cool. get a chance to see them, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm a guest at San Diego Comic-Con this year, so I will be set up there and all that and blah, blah stuff, So, which is really cool. So yeah, if 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 they're looking for me, I'm, I'm they can find me. I got my own table and everything there. Awesome. You got a question? Yeah, I was going to ask you what is the turnaround time on an issue since you were doing literally everything. Yeah, a solid month, and I you know I started out like three issues ahead before the first issue even hit the stands. So I you know I was just just trying to stay ahead, but but you know what? I planned it out so by the time issue six came around, I'd be done. <laughs> that's why I'm only working number five and six right now, even though you got number four today. <laughs> so I'm kind of losing my lead time. I've already burned, you know, an issue or two of uh, lead time. So, um, yeah, I, I got to turn up the heat a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, it takes me a solid month, you know. And, uh, yeah, maybe a month and a week. It, it depends. Obviously, it depends. But um, I, I just hammer out scripts and I, I sit down. I pencil. I pencil pretty fast. That's the thing is that. My style is kind of linear. I don't have a lot of feathering and a lot of cross-hatching or anything. So uh, I, I just go right to the page. I know some people do a lot of sketching ahead of time. And I pretty much just, when I draw, I'm drawing a book. <laughs> you know, I, I should sketch more, you know, and, and plan out more. But often when I'm drawing, it's just what you're going to see is what I'm drawing. <laughs> it's the only time I'm really drawing. I just don't have... The time for it uh, as just leisure, you might say. So uh, yeah, yeah, solid month, a uh, month and a week, something like that. And uh, images given me just over a month per issue. So like next issue, I think there's going to be a little delay between it because they scheduled it where it misses, I think, a couple of weeks, and then it comes out. So. That was nice of them to give me the little break. And then the trade's going to come out, and then I get another little one-month break kind of a thing. And, you know, Eric Stevenson said, you know, we're just going to do this, we're going to do that. And, you know, I just said, I just nodded my, you know, nod my head, smile. You know? <laughs> Does his office really look like it was portrayed in Airboy? Exactly, yeah. Wow. <laughs> a scooter and, a, and, you know, a Mad Men kind of style pad. <laughs> you know, he's just kicking back like, Jimmy, I got this idea. You're going to do this, you're going to do that. No, yeah. <laughs> he's really cool. He's, he's a matter of fact. <laughs> Let's go get a drink. <laughs> he, he, he's, he, matter of fact, in that, in that comic is the most, you know, you probably will ever hear him talk. <laughs> I mean, if you ever really meet Eric Stevenson, he's one of the quietest guys in the room. So it's it's... It's intimidating sometimes when you're just talking to Stevenson. He just kind of nods his head, you know, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so, so reading them in Airboy, you know, not that he took, you know, a major part of the book, but I'm just saying it, it was interesting to see him portrayed as this guy just rambling on the phone and all. But, um, uh, yeah, uh, it takes me a solid month, and, uh, yeah, uh, you know, and, and I also had to do covers and promotion and stuff like that, but... It's it's fun. I love comics. I'm a comic book guy, and that's uh, that's that's just what I love to do. And, I, and I'm fortunate that I get to do it. You know, every day I get to wake up and go to sleep and eat and drink comics. That's, that's awesome. That is cool. <laughs> now I have a question for you. It's a two parter here. Uh, the first one. I mean, you're talking about how you're getting it takes you a while to do the book. Uh, with the popularity of the book Rising, are you going to ever look to get some help, especially <laughs> if, you, if you start getting them out quicker? 
Or is it something you're going to like, nah, nah, I'm doing this by myself for the rest. I'm doing, I'm doing all 265 issues by myself. <laughs> and the other thing was going to be in my other questions going along with that. Are you ever going to try to get any like variant covers done, like different kind of covers for your book? Actually, um, I can answer the second one first, which was, it's going to be no. <laughs> Image uh, just, I believe, didn't it make the news? I thought it did. Image just, or maybe this is uh, breaking news for you guys here. <laughs> Image, Image announced an across-the-board policy that they're not going to do variant covers anymore. Wow, I, I, I actually had not heard that. That's, that is breaking news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Steven sent a memo out. No, not doing it. They'll do it for trades every now and then, special trades or whatnot. You know, but Stevenson had this email that went out and said, we're not going to contribute to this speculator market and this, that, and the other, and uh, the retailers who have to order so many just to get this and you know all this stuff and skewing the numbers or whatever. And, and uh, you know, part of that, I agree with them. The other part, I'm like, oh, that's such a shame. Because <laughs> I've had variant covers from my other uh, book series with Image in the past, and I think it's, it's fun. It's cool. I like it. Uh, but yeah, just just to let you know, that's uh, that's official word that I got from Image, <laughs> the Image Office, and uh, the other one, the question, help, oh help, um, will I just continue doing it all myself? <laughs> hmm. Call him up one day and send send help. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot the flare up. <laughs> well, um. I don't know. I'll probably just drag my butt and say, sorry, I'm, I'm behind or something. I, I probably will just keep doing it myself. There is so much that I do that's not on the page that I probably couldn't translate to somebody, you know, when I'm coloring it or whatnot. Like, you know, they're in the little dungeon at the insect colony and there's going to be a shaft of light that hits them as the top opens up, you know, that kind of stuff or, <laughs> you know, or the color palette itself, you know, that I wanted this color palette to be a certain way because when I'm lettering it, I have to make sure the colors, since there's no white word balloons there, the color palette has to be light enough that the words can always be readable over color. So, you know, without, a, you know, a colorist, you wouldn't know exactly where I'm going to put the dialogue unless I did the dialogue ahead of time. And the dialogue constantly changes. I'm the writer. I get to change stuff right on the spot. <laughs> so, you know, half the time I'm, my wife will tell you I'm sitting there rewriting it as I'm lettering it. <laughs> I'm like, no, this is a better line. No, they should say it like this. No, no, I can add this thing. And, you know, before you know it, it's taking me, you know three days to do four pages. <laughs> so it's, it's uh, yeah, I'll probably just keep doing it without um, asking for help, which will, you know, is the stupid thing to do. <laughs> but there you go. That's, that's me. I, I've got another book coming out anyway, so I'm, I'm going to get even more under the wire. I've got a book in October coming out that I'm only going to write. I have an artist already for that one. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's called Expired, and that'll be out I, another first for for you guys <laughs> awesome. nice yeah expired is kind of a crime ghost story and that'll uh yeah be out in october for halloween or whatnot hopefully uh since i'm not doing the art i'm hoping my the artist keeps up <laughs> now richard pace is a great uh guy he's he's, he's on top of he's, he's worked on batman and stuff before he's he's really cool so uh yeah that's just kind of a crime weird kind of supernatural Kind of Kolshak, uh, Night Stalker kind of <laughs> vibe going on, you know? You got me. Yeah. <laughs> you got us already. 
but, but, it, but it's got an even better hook. Okay, Expired is really about this homeless guy who can see, you know, things he shouldn't see. And everyone thinks he's crazy because he's just this homeless guy, right? <laughs> but this woman gets killed, and she gets killed at a parking meter. And the only time the guy can see her is when he puts a quarter in the meter. <laughs> okay? Huh. <laughs> so, of course, he's always bumming for a change. Hey, man, got a quarter like any homeless guy. But he's really using that money so he can feed a meter so he can communicate with this ghost who died at the meter. And he can help her move on if he figured out who killed her and all that stuff. And, of course, he's a homeless guy, so his resources are on the street and stuff. And he's got, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's really interesting twist I wanted to give to uh, this kind of uh, coal shack, you know, the guy who, can, who does all these supernatural detective work, but nobody believes him. And then there you go. So, yeah. Expired. That sounds, that sounds really cool. Yeah. And hence, then, yeah. Hence the parking meter expired. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> you must be used to giving that pitch. <laughs> sort of, but that one's just easier to to, to wrap up because it's, it all orbits the uh, parking meter, which you know it, that's the joke in the title. You know, <laughs> when I say the empty, it's, it can just mean <laughs> you know the empty people, the empty land, the empty story, the empty world. There's just so many different empties about it. <laughs> so uh, it's just this wide ranging kind of all-catching term and that I just can't sum up very well. I, I am going to work on that, trust me. Next time I talk to you guys, I'm, I'm going to say, dude, give me 30 seconds. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Have it down. Does Expire take place in Oakland? <laughs> uh, uh, it does yeah. now. Yeah, right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, it <doesn't. laughs> no, it's back east. That's right, back east. The, the, the other one I had to take place in Oakland was Taco Truck which was kind of like a guy who uh, has this taco truck and he uses it to get around and deal with these urban supernatural problems, you know, because he's, he's got a food truck. How know, have I not read this? <laughs> you read this? No, really? how, how have I not read this? <laughs> oh, well, that, that, that's, that's not out yet. Oh. <laughs> taco truck I'm still working on. That's, that's, that one I wanted to be cool. That was, you know, I might even blend taco truck and uh, expire together. I could have the homeless guy and the guy that runs the food truck. You know, because they're both urban. Nice crossover <laughs> they're, both, they're both working in the urban centers, and they both deal with supernatural problems and stuff like that. And, That'd be yeah. awesome. He could do like uh, like Chew did with Revival. Yeah. How you flip it, you read uh, on one side, it's Chew, and it's the Chew drawing, and you, you get to the end, and you flip it to the other side, and you read it from that end, and that's like yeah. Revival tried art, yeah. artist drawing. But expired taco I, truck doesn't... Expired taco truck? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> He's not saying the meat in the taco truck is expired. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to have the thing where, the, the, I mean, the kind of food the guy serves, you know, attracts demons and ghosts and stuff like that so you know he's serving two different clientele us and then you know the supernatural world you know it's a taco truck everybody wants to go a food truck if you're alive or dead <laughs> so you know <laughs> it's just this kind of a fun and you know and the guy's got it's like the food truck is like all tricked out on the inside well it's you know everything the guy needs you know like a batmobile food truck kind of thing <laughs> and so yeah i was gonna have this uh van helsing food truck there you go nice <laughs> that's, that's, that's better <laughs> i'm all in again <laughs> Both of those sound very yeah good. i like that van helsing food truck yeah, yeah the, so when is taco truck gonna drop i'm writing this down <laughs> <laughs> no, that probably won't be till sometime next year, and that's you know, for all I know, when this podcast goes out, everyone's gonna just snatch up that idea. <laughs> They'll probably see it on the stands before I even get to it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, those those are some of the fun things I'm working on, and of course, back to Bomb Queen. I'd like to get back to Bomb Queen and stuff like that. So yeah, very cool. 
You know, I'm looking at your cover for the empty. I'm still, I'm sorry, I'm still just just taking the way the covers look. I really like the way they they do look. I love the B on the book four. It just grabs you seriously. It's, I mean, it's it says the big words, the empty. Actually, <laughs> talking about the insects, uh, this is something I wanted to touch on with you. The way you made the insects talk and the way you explained it was so cool and so innovative. I've never really read or seen anybody else do that before. Where did, ah. you, where did your inspiration come from for that? <laughs> well, I just want to kind of this hive mind kind of thing. I wanted to relate that across. And I don't know. Some of these things just come across and I just play with ideas and they just come out and I'm like, okay, I guess that works. And then, you know, people are like, wow, you did this and you really did this. And I'm like, I I don't know. (laughs) I just threw it up there and it seemed to work or, you know, sometimes I'll throw it up there and I'll change my mind. But in this particular instance, it, it worked out okay. I was just hoping people would get it after a while that the first three issues, everyone was talking in this kind of stilted way with no contractions or anything. And that's not how everyone is. You know, when you get to the insects, then they're talking like anyone else. <laughs> so then you, we realize that, you know, I'm hoping that the readers realize that, you know, Lilla and Tenor and all these other whatever, they have this kind of Conan speech. You know, me go out and, go, <laughs> you know, me go and kill them. <laughs> and then they get to the insects and they're like, hey, what's up, man? You know, it's like, <laughs> so, 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 you know, I, I kind of was hoping I got to the point where I can really show the difference in languages and then also how all the different characters are talking, you know, some speak with a red balloon, some uh, red lettering and some, you know, whatever in the, in the insect world. And then there's Lilla and Tenor, you know, and then there's going to be even more characters coming in. And pretty soon there's going to be like a rainbow of colors, (laughs) all these different languages and, and, uh, and how people talk and everything. It's, it's, it's to answer the question, like I said, I just kind of play with ideas and I throw stuff up, and sometimes it works and sometimes it don't. So, well, that one worked, that one worked great. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Yeah, I, I, I kind of wanted to go with the you know, no word balloons because sometimes when I pick up books, I mean, some of the books I read, you know, last two days, you know, it's just like there's so many word balloons and it's just the big patches of white. It's like it, it kind of distorts the color mood that the colorist had in mind. Especially when they talk a lot, you know. <laughs> then you got this giant word balloon of white space. And I'm like, man, it just, I, I wanted the color of the world to really come through, even when people were talking. And I just didn't want, um, you know, so I took a gamble on, you know, just having a line <laughs> float down to a character's head. And, you know, that, that was. You know, again, I threw it out there, hoped it worked, and I wanted the color to show through and just wanted that world to open up, right? You know, I wanted it to bleed right off the page. I wanted to have, you know, no borders, so I just have this white line fade off kind of a thing. It's just, I try to be really different than my last book, and my last two books, I should say, so... Uh, I, I just again do stuff out, and I'm just sitting there talking too much. Don't mind me. <laughs> no, that's fine. We like to hear. We like to let you guys talk. Uh, I like it, by the way. I'm going to tell you that I do like it. I like how you have the little lines going to the characters and how you do use different colors so you know who's actually talking. You don't mm-hmm. even need the arrows anymore because we're – I mean, obviously, someone picks up in book four. They might have problems. But people have been reading for the beginning like we have. We know who's talking when we see the different colors. Yeah. And I like the fact of how you do have it separated with just the white lines and it's not, it doesn't look like a normal comic book. And you hit on something really big. I was always complaining about two things in comic books. Number one, when there's no words and you <laughs> spend a ton of money on a book that just has like – nothing i mean granted there's a batman book we read that had no words but it was a lot of fighting which was cool it was fine 
Uh, <laughs> but then they did it again and they did it again. And Justin was like, I'm getting lazy here. Come on, man. And then you pick up a book like I had today and I forgot who it was. Oh my gosh. I thought everything was just balloons with words. And I was like, I don't want to read this. It's like so much. I mean, mm. it's not necessary. I mean, you tell it in just a little bit of words and each page and. Steve has a way of doing that. I'll, I'll throw his name out there. Steve Orlando has a way of doing that, too, in Midnighter. He doesn't need, like, 8,000 phrases to say it. You, you're doing a great job with that, and I wanted to tell you, I commend you. It was excellent. Your idea, what you did, was wonderful, and it's, it's truly refreshing. It's a really good book. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, well, I, I'm also constrained a bit because, in my, with my book, that is, it's, I can't talk forever because I've got art in the way. <laughs> I can't just cover over art with a word balloon because there are no word balloons, so the art has to fit around words and dialogue so I, I get limited sometimes and 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 how much i can talk so and later on there will be some word balloons because there'll be other different kind of things like the insects kind of had a pseudo word balloon <laughs> this floating thing that didn't it didn't happen like i wanted it but you know whatever it happened <laughs> I know I'm talking a lot now. I'm sorry, Justin. <laughs> I mean, I look at I look at the book again, and you look at some of the pages and how okay, that's really cool. It's nicely drawn, and then you look at some of the other pages, like holy crap, it got really detailed on that. Like damn, like when you look at the bee, and that's what I was trying to get to. You look at the bees, like see how a little bitty hair is sticking up, and you can like get really really close. Got to break out a magnifying glass because you can actually see it. Like holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I get carried away with the coloring. Sometimes I'm just sitting here with the 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 stylus, and I'm just going to town. Shading things that probably my wife will tell you, you know, she'll walk by, look over my shoulder, and she's like, No one's ever going to see that. <laughs> you know, and I just keep, I'm like, Yeah, but it's fun. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, I, <laughs> I love how passionate you are about comics. But some of the guests we have on, they're like, Yeah, I loved comics as a kid, and that's why I got into it. But now I don't really read that many, and I'm not really that invested in it. I just do what I do. Uh, it's refreshing <laughs> to have a, a guest on that's as passionate about comics like we are. Yeah, that's, it's, I think it's important. I think the whole community from from one arc to the other should just be, you know, totally love this art form. You know, I think it's, I think it's you know, from the fans, to the readers, to the retailers, to the publishers, to the artists, writers, colors, you know, everyone should just be jumping for joy as far as I'm concerned. It's a great time to be in the comics right now. We got movies and television and you know the, the popularity is with conventions i mean there's stuff on there's online comics there's digital comics there's it's just great time it's not like i mean maybe because i'm an old fart <laughs> but i can tell you that was a time when you know when you hid this in the closet you know you didn't, you didn't let people know <laughs> you didn't talk to your co-workers about the superhero movie you just saw or something like that you know now your own boss will probably talk to you about hey man did you see the avengers you know <laughs> so, so uh you know it's it's uh it, it's it's i think it's a great time and I, i'm 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 happy to um, jump up and be, you know. <laughs> we feel exactly the same way. Yeah, enthusiastic. And it's a good time for readers. It's a good time for everyone. I just hope, you know, the bubble doesn't burst or anything. I, I just, I don't know. <laughs> now, it's that kind of enthusiasm right there that actually sells the book because, you know, you can see it in the writing. I mean, you can see it in the art. You can feel it in the writing. It, it just it captures the reader, and you're like, this is such a great book. I can't wait for the next one. And then it comes out the same way. You're like, damn, this guy is good. You know, this is what I'm talking about. Now, I got a question for you. Uh, Justin's <laughs> wife normally does a podcast with us. She's probably doing work today, so she couldn't be here. My <laughs> wife is also kind of funny, and she throws little jabs. It seems our wives seem to be the funny ones in the family. Uh, <laughs> how much does your wife input? Does she ever look at that like, no, that's not funny. Try this. Or how about this? <laughs> 
I, uh, yeah, my wife and my stepdaughter, I, uh, sometimes I throw stuff by them. I think the first three issues, I really threw stuff at them and said, you know, what about this, what about that? And I was explaining things, you know, because they were like, well, how can she do that? You know, or how can that happen? Or why are they doing that? Why are their necks so long? Or, you know, you know, <laughs> this, that, and the other. And, and, you know, we all sat and I explained out everything, you know, giving them the full story kind of a thing. <laughs> and, yeah, they're involved. As a matter of fact, there's a, a I don't want to say anything, but <laughs> she's got a little cameo in the next issue coming up. <laughs> Sweet. My wife. So, cool. so yeah, and I put, you know, people that I've known in books before. I'm notorious for that, for Easter eggs and stuff. Uh, that, yeah, the first three issues, it was like, uh, lately, though, I she's, she's doing her thing, I'm doing my thing, and she reads the books when they come out and <laughs> and uh, and all that. So uh, I, I just kind of do it mostly on my own, I'll say. And there's times when she just comes by and she's like, what's going on now? <laughs> what the hell is that? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like it's a stick bug. <laughs> it's a really big stick bug. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> Stuff like it, it's it's fun having a wife. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Two more statements now. <laughs> Sorry, Justin. It, it, it's infectious. Okay, okay. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna say this right now. Uh, first of all, Jimmy, my boy here, Justin, was super super excited when you said you were coming on. He was very excited to meet you. He's one of your biggest fans. I, I will throw that out there. Um, wow. I'm not saying I was not. I, I like your I like your book. I you know know a little bit about you here and there, but since talking to you. Man, you won me over with your charisma and everything else. I mean, you like I'm serious. I'm I'm behind you all the way now. I will tweet back to you with anything you do from here on out because you're freaking awesome. Uh, <laughs> and then my next thing was gonna be to Justin. Quick, tweeting my picture so we can get up in book seven. <laughs> so we get like eaten up by some insect or something, or Where's be like some sand monsters. Yeah, defor- some deformed looking creature. <laughs> yeah, I gotta make more creatures. I'm starting to run out of creatures, and I'm uh, I'm missing some of the creatures. So in number six, I take a slight detour into some other zone, and I'm just not seeing as much creature creation as I'd like to. But I shall get back to it. Have no fear. So, yeah, I'll get some stuff in there, man. See, we're kind of ugly. We kind of look like creatures. We could probably pull that off. <laughs> Be inspiring to him or something like, oh, this guy's one ugly guy. Perfect. <laughs> that is one of our objectives, to get drawn into as many comics as possible. Uh, we actually, oh, really? Our friend Joe Eisen was drawing us into Morning Glories, uh, some coming, upcoming issues. and then. Uh, hey, there you go. Yeah, so we're, we're trying to get into more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I was doing Bomb Queen, I, I, I'd always have requests because people wanted to die in Bomb Queen. They wanted you know, Bomb Queen to blow them up or something. Or to be on Because the, there's always you know, these street scenes, and I'd have people in the background in this crazy city. And people just want, you know, they like the city and Bomb Queen so much. So, yeah, I, I've drawn a number of people in that. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> it is fun to get people into, um, into the books, you know, just, for, just for shits and giggles. I just think it's fun. I just think it's funny. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like an inside joke sometimes. Dude, I'm driving the taco truck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working on that character. That makes sense. That, character. <laughs> that one makes sense. I was going to have the main character, and then I was going to have an assistant come in to help him. And, you know, that's kind of how you introduce the whole world. You know, because I'm not that big of a fan of, you know, characters just talking out loud about everything <laughs> i mean i know it happens and i know sometimes it's necessary just to convey information to the reader but you know i like it better when you actually can talk to somebody <laughs> that's why i had uh finks the fox alone 
thing <laughs> in the empty because I didn't want um, Tenor to just be talking out loud to nobody. So even if it's a dog, you can talk to a dog or something. <laughs> That makes sense. Yeah, it does. I like Finks. <laughs> Talk to somebody. Talk to something. And I yeah, do. Finks is cool. I, I, I get the backstory later on and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, that was yeah. Finks is funny. <laughs> so he got a little. He's got a few things coming up, but not not just yet. I got I got to cover the the bases, you know, for the first story arc. So I got to get some things resolved. I don't want to butcher your name. Was it Lila or Lila? How would you pronounce your name? You know, I, even I don't know. <laughs> but but I'll, I'll say I'll say Lilla because um, this whole empty and everything kind of spun off this idea I had in the '90s, and it was called Lilla's Garden then. And Lilla's Garden was kind of the medieval, you know, knights, castles, all this stuff. It was that kind of a setting, you know, fairies and whatnot. And she did the same thing; she could grow anything. But she did it through this enchanted watering pail. <laughs> so, you know, she had this talking watering can kind of a thing, and if she watered something, it would grow. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, and back then I called her Lilla. So I'm, I'm nowadays I'm just kind of going with Lilla, you know, Lilla, Lila. I, I'll take anything. Lila. Yes, it's, it's cool. <laughs> Lila, Lila, I don't know. I don't know how they really talk. They, they talk weird in the MP. I'll put it that way. <laughs> I got you. I know they talk weird. When I have to write the voices in my head, they, they just sound really odd. And I have to correct myself. My editor, you know, I said, catch any contraction because I'm not supposed to say can't. They have to say cannot. <laughs> can't say can't, doesn't, don't. You know, it has to be do not you know, does not, cannot, you know, and when you have that kind of voice in your head, it sounds really weird. So I got to call it the Conan speech, <laughs> you know, like Conan would talk or something like that. What I was going to say about Lilla, um, obviously everyone, I like to know her. I like, cause she's strong. She's pretty tough, oh. but I like how when Lilla first started, how she was kind of frail, kind of scared. And now how mm-hmm. in this last book, she's become like, you know, she's not, she's becoming more assertive and you see her growing as a character. It's really cool to see her. Exactly. See her, you know, emotional and like getting strong. Where that's this, it's really deep, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, my my wife will tell you I do like female characters, so that you will see female characters in my book a lot. And I just kind of like pulling that underdog thing out and making them just step up to the plate, you might say. And yeah, uh, Lila, I did want to be timid. I wanted her to be even more timid, and when I started, but. Back then, it was only a miniseries, and I didn't have the luxury of you know really baby stepping her along. So I had to uh, kind of kickstart her, you know, here and there. Well, senior <laughs> and, friends, senior friends die would would do that before you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would yeah bring something out in you. Yeah. So yeah, and she'll she'll discover even as she said, you know, she's discovering even more abilities and stuff like that, and. Uh, There'll be some bigger reveals in in, in five and six, and uh, yeah, it's it's gonna get trippy. <laughs> It'll get trippy, but yeah, Lilla, I like Lila and uh, uh, and her little peoples, whatever. <laughs> her, her land of long necks, or giraffe, the giraffe land, or whatever. <laughs> when is the first trade paperback supposed to come out? Because I know a lot of people have not been picking up the single issues and. Hopefully, after yeah. hearing you talk about it, they'll be inspired to go and read the whole thing. Yeah, I just got the uh, schedule from Image. They want it to come out in September, I believe. So um, we, we were working on what the uh, interiors would look like and all that. I used to do, when I was at, um, 
bomb queen and stuff like that, I would do everything again. I would do the entire tray, you know, cover to cover. This is the front cover, the spine, the back cover. This is the interior. This is all the design work, the layout, the chapter breaks, you know, the introduction. All that. Now I don't get to do that anymore. <laughs> I guess Amos got sick of me because I would, I would do it and then I would lock it down, you know, in Photoshop. I'd, you know, hand them complete flatted files and they're like, we want to change something. You know, every time they want to change something, like if somebody in the office, one of the office titles or some legalese or some date or, uh, you know, the barcode or anything changed, they'd have to come back to me again. They say, Jimmy, we need to do a, a change here. Uh, can you redo this? <laughs> and I think after a while they got tired of saying, you know, why do we keep asking Jimmy? <laughs> As if he runs the book, we are the publisher. <laughs> so, yeah, now I, uh, I just do the story pages and the covers. And, uh, the, you know, my publisher's great. I love them. Image is great. So they're 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 taking over a lot of that. And they told me to schedule, I think it's September, yeah, the trade comes out. For six issues. Yes, six-issue trade. Yeah. Awesome. Well, for any of our listeners who have enjoyed hearing Jimmy talk about it, go <laughs> pick that up. I mean, if you can find the single issues, get the single issues, because they're all beautiful and it's just a great series. But if you can't, wait for the trade, but make sure you get it and read it, because it kicks ass. I know. I, I was about to ask him, hey, does he have any extras on him? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> There, there's extras in the trade, yeah. <laughs> I'll put it there. There's extra cover, uh, very, you know, and there'll be a little process, you know, this is how it's penciled and, you know, my coloring process, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, that's roughly it. And I just got to keep going on it, kick my butt for another, <laughs> you know, four or five issues to get to the next story arc. Sounds good. Yeah, sounds really cool. <laughs> Give me a funny story, Justin. Okay, so if you if you haven't heard yet, uh, Houston flooded pretty bad last week, mm, yeah. and uh, you know our house was fine. Luckily, we we live at the top of a little hill. We're on the corner of a cul-de-sac, and uh, you know the day that it was really bad rain was the very last day of the con. We went to Comic Palooza a couple weekends ago, and I was exhausted. I walked like fifty or sixty miles throughout the weekend. Uh, we did so much stuff. Uh, I was up at like seven a.m. I was getting like three hours of sleep a night. So that night, all I wanted to do was sleep, but we had these crazy storms, just three different storms merged together, and it was just torrential rain, just pouring and pouring and pouring, and, you know, there's danger of flash floods, because we live near a bunch of different rivers. Well, I woke up that morning, and I was like, ah, it's not going to be that bad. Went and looked out the peephole. I could see my cul-de-sac perfectly fine. There's a little bit of standing water, but it wasn't that bad. And I went and got a shower, got dressed, got ready for work, walked outside, looked to my right, and my street was underwater. It was a big lake. Wow. I was like, well, I guess I'm not going to work. The thing was, though, Heather, who's my wife, her mom was coming to visit us the night before. And her plane was supposed to come in, but it got delayed because of the weather. So it came in that morning. And it didn't show up until 11 a.m., which none of the water had really gone down by that point. Uh, so we decided we were going to try to drive through it. We are going to go real slow and try to make it to the airport. Well, we got in my, my Honda, and we went real slow and just kind of you know drove with the door open so I could make sure no water was going to slosh in. Wow. And, uh, we made it through the first part of our neighborhood all the way up to the entrance, and uh, this truck came barreling down the road, and I slammed my door just in time because he flew by me and threw a bunch of water all over the car. Uh, so luckily I didn't get any water inside, but it's kind of funny because he was driving like a jackass, and he flew past me and hit this giant puddle of water that was like 25 inches deep, and his truck stalled out. All I could, mm. do, was, all I could do was laugh at him for uh, <laughs> being a jerk. But we turned around, you know, drove slowly back to the house because there was no way we could go and get her. 
And her mom had, of course, landed by that point and called us and was like, well, I don't know what to do. I don't know what we're going to do. There's no way to go get her. So Heather actually works at a private school. So we ended up calling the bus driver for the private school to go and get the school bus and drive to the airport and pick up her mom and then bring her back to the house. <laughs> so uh, David, the bus driver, went and got her, brought her back to the house, and you know, we unloaded all of her stuff. None of us had eaten because it was late in the day. So you were in the short bus? Yeah, it was. <laughs> technically, it is a short bus because it's, a, it's a, for a private school, but... You know, it is what it is. Uh, we all decided we were mm-hmm. going to go eat Mexican food. So we all piled into the school bus and went to eat Mexican food. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So it wasn't terribly funny, but it's probably the most funny thing that's happened to me in, in a while. Try driving a school bus uh, in some bad weather, yeah. <laughs> well, it's actually raining. Well, we were passing by all kinds of people. They couldn't. Their cars were stalled. They were staying on the side of the road. We, we joked about stopping and picking people up and just taking them with us, turning into a party bus. <laughs> Well, the private school I coached for, I drove the uh, I drove the bus a lot uh, wow. before they really made us have to have the what is it Class C? Yeah. Well, it's not really a big big. It's, it was a big old bus type van type vehicle, but it was big. It was a bus, and uh, we left, and it was just coming down. I mean, the rain was coming down hard. Now here it's me, the, the other three coaches, uh, and about fourteen girls. <laughs> And so I'm like, oh my gosh! The last thing I need is something. I think bad. you should clarify for everybody that you were coaching girls basketball. Yeah, I was coaching girls basketball. Yeah, because it just sounded like you were, you were three other dudes and a bunch of girls. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> nice. Two dude, two dude coaches, two female coaches. Okay, there we go. Anyway, so driving, and uh, the weather got really, really bad. Man, I had a death grip on the steering wheel, and I could just feel the wind pushing me all over the place. And by the time we got to where I needed to be, the steering wheel dentures were in my hands. Uh, and so I'm like, okay, we made it. Woo, good. This is all good. So we go to the hotel. Everybody gets in their rooms or whatever. And we go out and we go to eat. And then we come back. And then we're going to the gym to see the game to see what's happening. So we're in there for a while. And we're getting really – this is in Dallas, by the way. And one of the guys opens up the door. And there's snow coming down. So I left Houston. It was raining. I get to Dallas, and now I'm driving the bus, and now snow's coming down. I'm like, what is going on here? And then within a matter of moment, within, I don't even know, an hour, two hours that we were there, the road was iced over. <laughs> there was like, I don't know how many inches of snow on the ground. I'm like, what is happening? And, Texas weather, man. You know, so I go just like, hey, man, can you drive this? Uh, yeah, I got this. So we get, we get, into, we get, into, get, into, get in the parking lot, start the bus up. It's never good when you say, yeah, I got this. <laughs> so I get in the bus and start it up, finally get it going, let it warm up. Everybody run into the, everybody slide to the bus. I didn't fall down. That was, that was the funny story. I didn't fall down. <laughs> That's an accomplishment. <laughs> we got in the bus and I took off and I knew I had to go slow, but I still hadn't really driven the bus enough. So, the, so I kind of slid a little bit going out of the parking lot, <laughs> slid this way. And, and my coach was like, hey, man, hit the brakes. I got this. Because <laughs> when we drove out, and I drove us from the hotel again, and he thought everything was good. The next day, he thought everything was still cool, but it wasn't. It was still slick. And so uh, I was only going 30. I was being safe. And so I started to put the brakes a little bit, you know, way ahead of time. And I just started sliding, <laughs> slid all the way through. I'm going to go through the light. We're going to get freaking killed. <laughs> <laughs> At the last moment, the wheels caught a dry patch, and we stopped in a hurry. <laughs> My coach had coffee. Oh. He had coffee. <laughs> he used to say, I'd never spill anything. He did that day. <laughs> Good thing he didn't burn himself. He just gave me a look. I was like, oh, man, I'm fired. I'm fired. <laughs> speaking, of, <laughs> speaking of spilling things, <laughs> uh, actually, last Thursday, you and I were about to go to an important meeting, and... You know, beforehand, I was sitting at my desk drinking, and I had stopped at Chick-fil-A to get a, a cup of soda. And I went to the bathroom, and I came back, and I went to get a drink. And I tilted my cup in just the wrong way, and a bunch of Coke spilled out the top of the lid. 
right onto my crotch. Ah, there you go. <laughs> and of course, everybody had seen me just come back from the bathroom, so it looked yeah. like I had just pissed myself. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. <laughs> splashing water, you know, washing your hands, splashing water, and you're like, what the hell, dude? Really? 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 <laughs> the funny yes, part. Really? The funny part is when I walk around, I'm like, what the hell are you doing back here, man? <laughs> I had my back to him, and I looked like I was just rubbing all crazy. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Get some friction and dry it off. Well, we went, we went and got in the car, and we started driving to the meeting, and uh, I turned all the air conditioner vents on my crush. Yeah, you did? I'm like, I like, oh, my I gotta dry this out before we get there, man. <laughs> you look really bad. <laughs> oh, man. Come clean, man. You wet your pants. I, if I had wet my pants, it would be a much bigger stain than what it was, but it was just in a really awkward position. <laughs> What about you, Jimmy? You got a you got a funny story for us? I thought you were gonna say you got a wet your pants story. <laughs> what, what kind of story is that? <laughs> no, no, I, I sweat really easy, so I got a lot. You know, as far as wetting clothes, having wet clothes, it's because I sweat too much. I just sweat on a dime, dude. I'm just I don't want to do anything. I just sweat. But um, um, actually, to be honest, no, I don't have any funny stories. <laughs> My life's pretty boring. Golly, you guys are good. <laughs> um, 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 I was an Eisner judge once. That's right. Uh, I was an Eisner judge in San Diego once, and they told me to be down there at a certain time, so I'm hightailing it for like 300-some miles on a car. Car breaks down. Fan belt, everything. Radiator overheat. So then I'd spent overnight at a gas station because the guy wasn't there. This is like on some two-lane highway or whatever. The guy comes up the next day, and, you know, I'm right there. He's like, hey, man, I'll fix you up. He fixes me up, sees I got, like, no money, does it for seven bucks. He says it's his birthday, like I believe it. But whatever. I do that, and I hightail it down there, get to San Diego, get up to the specific hotel or whatever, and everyone's there, and there I am stinking, like, you know, high heaven because I'm just – I slept in the truck all night, and I'm in these overalls, like a garage mechanic or whatever. And you swept you know, And in the room is Neil Gaiman, <laughs> you know, Eric Shanauer, and all these great retailers and the actual coordinator for San Diego Comic-Con. And I'm just, like, looking really, really stupid. And I did, you know, like Justin said, I said, excuse myself to the bathroom <laughs> so I can wash up at least. And sure enough, I'm getting water all over myself because I'm in this like high-end hotel or whatever, and I couldn't even figure out how to turn the water on. It's got little sensors or whatever, and it, it was just a mess. And uh, that's you know, I come back out and I'm looking at Neil Gaiman, and he's like serving me lunch because <laughs> they call for room service, and Gaiman's handing me a plate, and I'm like. Hi, <laughs> I'm Jimmy Robinson. Yes, I know. You know, and it was just that was more embarrassing than funny. So that's that's kind of about it. <laughs> yeah, but he was he was a great guy, and it was a great time, and um, that was a good experience. Except for all the breaking down on the freeway and stuff, that was kind of lame. And when so, watching police drive by, I mean, dude, you're broke down on the freeway. Hood up, classic, steam coming up, everything. That's Highway nice. Patrol drives by. I'm like, well, maybe they're you know, going to call somebody. Highway Patrol drives by again. And I'm like, 
what protect and serve what happened <laughs> you know it's like maybe i should have waved a gun around or something <laughs> <Get> some <attention. laughs> but yeah that Wave was a donut uh, that, was, that usually works nice yeah, it does, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> usually works a lot for us black guys yeah <laughs> get a lot of attention you know <laughs> but yeah that's uh that's one of my pseudo funny embarrassing stories i guess there you go that's uh like i said i i lead a pretty boring life i'm in the house all the time what can i do I uh, got no stories, cool stories like that, <laughs> like you guys. That was pretty nice stuff, though. We're gonna we're gonna ra- we're gonna rag on some cops. I got some cop stories. <laughs> I, I got some. Yeah, I, I had some cop stories too. I mean, when before I was uh, doing comics, I was a skateboarder. I love skateboarding. Almost two decades on the street skating. I love skateboarding. And I remember once just skating at a gas station. These cops just pulled up and just slammed me to the ground right off the bat. They thought I looked like this other guy who was this rapist they were after. <laughs> and apparently the, the guy said they cornered him once and he got away from him. So this time they weren't going to let that happen. So I'm out skating with my friends and this car just just jumps the curb, everything. They jump out like SWAT and everything and they just grab me and they slam me to the ground and I'm like... I'm being cool. <laughs> you know, I'm being cool. <laughs> I'm not the type that gets hot or anything like that. I'm really cool. And, you know, they just said, yeah, I'm going to show you somebody you know really well. And I'm like, okay, show me somebody. <laughs> like, this look familiar to you? And the other cop is going like, Nah, it doesn't look like him, Bob. <laughs> Apparently, I'm supposed to be looking at the guy, you know, like they caught him on video or something. Like, this is you. You know, we got you. And I'm like... No, I don't know the guy. <laughs> and, you know, at, at, at the end of it all, you know, I, I pat him on the back. I'm like, that was pretty cool. You know, Dukes of Hazard shit you just pulled out. That was sliding across, <laughs> the, <laughs> across the hood of the car and all that. That was cool, you know. And I hope you catch the guy. But, you know, I'm not your man. And bye. <laughs> Where was but, that? Yeah. Where was this that at? That was in Oakland. Oh, okay. <laughs> Where was Midnighter when I needed him? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I understand that profile and stuff. I got a couple for you real quick. Uh, uh-huh. Tennessee. Apparently, I mean, you're a rapist. I'm a drug dealer, apparently. <laughs> I'm driving from New York all the way to freaking Texas <laughs> to, to sell drugs and, and transport them. You the white woman and her two kids. Yeah, I, I talked to the white woman and a, and a dog in, in a station wagon. Uh-huh. I'm in a station wagon, and I'm selling drugs. Yeah, I got pulled over, and I pretty much got harassed. I got asked the same question six different ways. Asked where I was coming from, what I was doing, and who was with me in the car, and when was her birthday, and this, and then what was my social security number? I'm like, excuse me? Wow. I was like, uh, he finally, after, I, we were there for an hour. I kid you not. But apparently the whole, eventually the shebang was another vehicle, red Dodge Caliber with Texas plates, was, was uh, reported doing some kind of drug thing, some kind of doing something illegal, and they, they Apparently, we're driving the same freaking car. That's just weird to me. <laughs> Hispanic male, too, with a white woman? I, I, I don't understand this. Explain this to me. But anyway, hmm. but no, Justin alluded to another story. It happened here in Houston. I come out of my house. This is for my first wife. I come out of my house. We go around the corner. I'm driving the car. She's in the passenger seat. My daughter's in the back. I get mm-hmm. stopped by the police officer at the stop. So I'm like, why is he pulling me over for? Uh, okay, so I wait. I look through the window. And he's coming to the car. His hand is on his pocket where his rifle's at, is his gun. His, he's unclicked the, he unclicked the freaking button so he can get to his rifle. Has his other yeah. hand riding on the side of the car like I'm going to shoot at him. Wow. Sir, can you stick your hands out the door? Okay. <laughs> and he gets up to the corner. He goes up to the woman. He goes, uh, are you okay, ma'am? Yeah. Is you yeah. And your, are you and your daughter okay? 
Like <laughs> my wife, my wife at the time was like, "Yeah, this is my husband." <laughs> I was like, "Seriously?" It was, I was like, "Oh my god, seriously!" That's why Justin made that joke. So white, it's a Mexican male with two white hostages. <laughs> like, oh my god, what the hell is going on? Yeah, yeah, my 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 wife is white, you know, and you know now I've got a white stepdaughter as well, you know, and uh, and she's in law school, so you know, don't even get her going because she'll jump right out there. <laughs> but, but yeah, I've, I've had the same thing, you know. I've uh, you know people looking at looking at me funny, or they're looking at my wife, and then I walk up, and they're like, you know, that guy just walked up to you, like you know, they have that look like. Oh, okay. Then they back off <laughs> when she see, when they see how she responds to me. But yeah, it's 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 interesting having the uh, mixed race relationship. But you know, <laughs> I'm here in California. It's a little a little <laughs> a little better, I guess. <laughs> Some people might say, but really, it's it's it is what it is. No matter where you are, really. Yeah. So. It's just so I love when I go to dinner with my daughter and mm-hmm. my, and my they, people make a she is he bothering you, ma'am? My daughter will rip someone a new ass in the heart. Yeah. It is so freaking hilarious to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My daughter, my stepdaughter, is the same way now. She's she's loud too. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she, she will talk loud so everybody in the entire room will hear it. <laughs> so, uh, but but you know, I uh, yeah, I've, I've had run-ins here and there, but but mostly I've been you know the the joke I have with my wife is that I'm a golden child. I I get away with murder, man. <laughs> you know, I've done so many things, and I you know I nothing ever happens. So it's it's weird for me to get a story or a cop or something or some something happening because I'm usually. You know, getting away with it. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm just blessed to to uh, run rampant until the police turn up, and then I'm like looking innocent. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, but still a lot of fun being in a, a mixed relationship. Yeah. Yes. I can't speak to that. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. That's all right. I haven't always, you know, I haven't always been in a mixed relationship. <laughs> so we, we can speak to that. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, let's move on to this week's comics, movies, and TV news. All right. Hey. What do you want to talk about first? Well, let's talk about comics today. Comics. Okay. So today's issue of Star Wars, uh, issue number six, came out, and there was a major reveal, which uh, affects all the, the movies going forward. It has something to do with Han Solo. I know you know what I'm talking about. You read it. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Um, so I didn't read it. Do you want me to, do you want me to spoil it for you, Jimmy? <laughs> Go ahead, yeah, because I'm not reading that series, so it's cool. So apparently Han Solo was married mm. before, he, uh, wow. before he teamed up with the Rebellion. And him and Leia got stranded on this planet, mm. and his wife tracked him down. <laughs> Makes relationship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to spoil it, but now I think I'll leave it in because that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, whoa! <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh! <laughs> so uh, anybody that wants to uh, get that book, I want to hurry out and get it because I think it's going to be in a scarce issue going forward. I really like how the Star Wars and Darth Vader books are going. I, I really do like them. It's so cool. Did you see the previews in this week's issue? Uh-huh. They're going to be doing a Lando series? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's really cool. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Right, that's right. I did see a cover or something like that. I'm looking forward to a Lando series. <laughs> you know, I was gonna make a joke, but I let it go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the next thing, uh, Marvel is apparently going to reveal what the all new, all different universe is going to look like uh, following Secret Wars in July. It's going to happen on July 1st. They're going to be releasing a magazine, like one of the free previews that's available at your local comic shop. It's going to show all the new titles that are going to be coming out once Secret Wars is done. 
So July 1st is the date we'll kind of get a feeling for what Marvel is going to look like post-Secret Wars. When's that actually going to happen? I mean, when is the Secret Wars going to end? Do we know? Well, it's eight issues, and they're on issue three right now. So you can assume it's going to be two or three more months. Mm. Mm. So right right now, nothing's been unveiled. Nobody knows anything about what the world's going to look like post-Secret Wars. So this will be our first chance to really see. I don't think I want to know. I don't. I don't think they should do that. Seriously, I, I don't mind the Secret Wars thing. I don't have a problem with it. I mean, yeah, I know they want to show you what's coming out, but nah, man, suspense gotta keep you there. I'm loving the Secret Wars stuff. I really am. I am too. I think it's been really good. But you know, that's not what the world's going to be going forward. I don't think it's going to continue to be Battle World once Secret Wars is over. So this is a good way for us to find out what's going to happen to the X Men because we know the X Men groups are going to be separated from the rest of the Marvel universe somehow, mm-hmm. and this might kind of give us a clue as to that. And then as well, we'll find out what's going to happen with the Avengers and, and different teams. Yeah, because so, a lot of people showed up. Yeah, a lot of things have changed. So mm. I'm kind of looking forward to finding out. Uh, also, Shield number nine is coming out in September, and Mark Wade is working with Jim Steranko, and they're going to reveal the official origin of Shield, which has never really been explored before. Huh? So, is that right? I think that's kind of cool. It's going to be for the 50th anniversary of, of Shield in huh. existence. Cool. Kind of cool. Hmm. Hydra. Hill Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> Shield. <laughs> Only cool person is Shield's Nick Fury. Yeah, well, this, I'm sure this is going to involve him because it's the origin, right? Yeah, him and Coulson. Those are my two favorite guys. Shield. Coulson's fairly new. He hasn't existed for a long time. That's true. Uh, so that's it for comics. What do you want to talk about next? Movies. Some movies. 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 Okay. So they released a new Ant Man trailer yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, which we watched right before the show started. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think? It was okay. Just okay. <laughs> it was okay. I like the first one. The first one's really good. I mean, they tried to be a little funny with the second one. This trailer we saw today, but I like the first. The first one just kind of got me. You know, I'm good. <laughs> the first one was way more action packed. Yeah, and, and the second one is a lot more humorous. Mm-hmm. They really tried to focus on Paul Rudd making jokes and, and acting like Scott Lang typically does in the comics. And I thought they did a good job with it. I think kind of stole a little thunder away from it for me, honestly. Really, really. Mm-hmm. I need to go back and watch trailer one so I can feel good about it again. Okay. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm still waiting. I'm excited. To see, I really am excited to see Ant-Man. I am, too. We're going to go to the Midnight Show, right? That's right. Okay, good. Next, Andre Tricado has been confirmed as playing Colossus in the Deadpool movie. Uh, Don't know him. He's the guy that was in Seventh Son, uh, one of the bad guys. He's relatively unknown. He's been a guest star on a lot of TV shows and stuff, but all the pictures you saw from the Deadpool movie said of the tall guy. Yeah. Uh, people that have read the script kind of assumed it was going to be Colossus, but it was never officially stated until yesterday, so... Officially, he's going to be playing Colossus, so that's kind of cool. Nice. Right on. Uh, Brian Singer announced that Caliban is going to play a major role in the X-Men Apocalypse movie. So I guess we know what our first horseman is going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. Second. I mean, you probably assume Archangel is going to be in there as well. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of cool. And that's, that's it for movies. There wasn't a whole lot of news this week. Yeah. So moving on to TV. Yes. Uh, and I think this one's going to excite you, Jimmy. Uh, Uh-oh. Wicked and Divine has been picked up as a TV series by Universal. That's right, Universal TV there, yeah. Wow, oh my god. Yeah, let's see how they're going to pull that off. It's going to be a lot of concert scenes. Not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when are the, when are the people going to come out against it? Because you know, they, you know, they're already hating on Lucifer on that's, Fox. That's actually my next yeah. piece of news. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The One Million Moms group has uh, put together a petition for Fox to try to get them to cancel the Lucifer TV series because, as they put it, it glorifies the devil as a likable human person. The devil. That's right. devil. <laughs> Fox is the devil. We know this. <laughs> Only because they cancel shows before they're due. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I heard they're reviving something, but not Firefly. 
They're uh, what are they reviving? X Files. Yeah. No, something else. X Files is coming back. Uh, Joel. Well, I know McHale, that, but Joel that McHale, wasn't. Hill's attached. I think that's kind of weird. That was something else. Oh, I can't remember. Mm. Sorry, Ma, I'm terrible at news. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't really see the problem with Lucifer. I mean, I thought it was funny. I, the, I didn't see it. The trailer looks pretty good. That's probably I'm going to hell. <laughs> I mean, it's it's all fantasy. That's right. Best scene, Jimmy, is when the, he's sitting in the hospital, a little girl's next to him, and like, what's your name? He's like, Lucifer, she's like, like the devil? He's like, yes! <laughs> it's pretty funny. His, his facial expression was pretty funny. <laughs> right on. Yeah, maybe I, should, maybe I should check. I mean, I hardly get to watch TV as much as I want. I'm back here drawing. <laughs> My wife, however, keeps up with a lot of stuff. So uh, every now and then, um, I, I get to watch if I sit down and eat dinner. So then she clues me in. Oh, yeah, this is The Flash. <laughs> yeah, that's Arrow. <laughs> no, I'm not that bad. But still, it's a, <laughs> there's a... But you know what I haven't seen? I have not even seen Daredevil. Not once. Oh, you're missing that's, out. I know. I'm totally missing out. And that's one I've, I've yet to catch up with. But, uh, yeah, yeah I, I've got it. There's so many cool things coming out. Yeah, there is. And speaking of, the next thing is that the Supergirl pilot was leaked... Six months before it's actually supposed to air. The actual pilot? The actual pilot was leaked, and it was put up on YouTube about a week ago. Oh, dude. <laughs> and I, okay. actually, I actually watched it. I watched it on YouTube. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I had kind of negative opinion about it. Based yeah, on you were bashing it, man. Well, I wasn't bashing. I said I would watch it. I would You're like, just kill more girls with a cape. Well, <laughs> the, the trailer definitely portrays it as like a, a, a girl drama kind of story. Like, she's very, like flighty and just kind of like oh i want to date this guy and i wish more guys liked me and it was more right. about the drama and less about the fighting less right. about the superhero kind of stuff but right. that is not the case at all uh, <laughs> the, the plot okay. the plot for this show is basically that superman kal-el was sent to earth and then right behind him kara was sent well kara didn't actually make it the same time superman did she got sucked into the negative zone when she breaks right. free from the negative zone and starts her trajectory towards earth uh, the prison that was holding all these, you know, super-powered aliens, broke free as well and crash-landed on Earth at the same time she did. Mm. Well, when it yeah. crashed, all these aliens broke free and, and went into hiding because they already knew Superman was on Earth and they didn't want to tangle with him since he'd had presumably 18 years to adapt to Earth's atmosphere and get super strong, and they were all still kind of learning. Ah, okay. So when Kara's forced to reveal herself because she does it to protect her sister, they all start coming out because they realize that she's the daughter of her mom who's the one who imprisoned them all. So mm. it's going to be kind of like a fight of the week kind of thing where she's fighting one of these criminals who's super powered and has different abilities or whatever. And the fight scenes in the first episode were just really well done. Uh, the guy she fought the first time was super strong and he couldn't fly, but he could jump really far and he had a big glowing ax. Uh, and it was a really good fight. And mm. the fight was way more predominant in the story than I thought it was going to be. The, the drama stuff, everything you saw in the trailer was in the first episode. So it wasn't like taking drama from throughout the series. It was all from the first episode. And hmm. that was pretty much all the drama that was in the first episode was what you saw in that original seven-minute trailer. Uh-huh. Um, I was extremely impressed with it because I had very low expectations going in. So I'm actually going to have to eat my words a little bit. I'm, I'm looking forward to Supergirl now. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. I find it odd that they don't want to tie some of the universes together with, you know, the Flash and Gotham and all this stuff. I just... I, don't know. <laughs> I thought it was uh, 
I thought it was interesting. You know, they're all on the same channel kind of a thing. I, they were all, yeah, they're all on the same channel, I believe, right? Well, Supergirl's well, going Super, to be on Supergirl, CBS. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not Supergirl. Yeah, that's right. But Arrow and Flash and Legends of Tomorrow are all going to be on CBS. already done that, yeah. CW. So I, I don't know. I mean, they could tie Supergirl together with those shows. I mean, I think that the CW people are open to it. Uh, mm-hmm. They've expressed interest. Gotham's a little weird to tie into it because it's taking place at, at a weird point in Bruce Wayne's life. Right. So I'm not right. sure that the timelines actually mesh up well, but... Uh, it's all about uh, Gordon. He's not Batman yet. It's all about Gordon. Yeah, <laughs> he's not Batman yet. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, I tripped out. When I saw that. You did not mention <laughs> Batmite. Please tell me you did not mention Batmite. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that's it for uh, the movie, comic, and TV news. But we actually have some news for the show. Oh, okay. Uh, we actually have a brand new sponsor, and I'm really happy to announce these guys. It's Bedrock City Comics here in Houston. Who? Bedrock City Comics. <laughs> no, I'm just messing. <laughs> and they actually gave us a promo code. Uh, so if you go to bedrockcity.com, you can buy any apparel, uh, including shirts, hats, jewelry, belts, basically anything you can wear, and use the promo code BEDROCK. You'll get 20% off your entire order. And that's not just one item. That's your entire order. So if you want to buy three shirts, you get 20% off each one. Nice. Uh, so go out there, use the promo code BEDROCK on their website, bedrockcity.com. Support the show by doing that because it shows them that you're listening, which uh, we need to do. <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, go there for all your comic book needs, too, because Bedrock is just awesome. They have everything. Can you use that on those pop figures? I think it's just for apparel this week, but it'll, it might change as time goes by. I got you. Can I use it? Sure. All right. I need a couple of Godzilla shirts. That's a good place to get them. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Also, I want to remind everybody to go out there and like us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash comical podcast or on Twitter. I'm at comical podcast. I'm a comical podcast, too. And if you'd like to follow Jimmy, you can find him at Jimmy Robinson, Facebook and, and at Jimmy Robinson, Twitter. I'm, you know, I just use my name. <laughs> I don't have any fancy, you know, comical podcast. <laughs> We're fancy, man. Yeah, Jimmy with Jimmy I E Jimmy yeah J I M M I E Robinson. That's that's yeah. There you go. <laughs> I really need to up my social media game. But yeah, there you go. Awesome. I also want to remind everybody. Uh, there's a few places you can find us on the internet. Of course, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud. And if you listen to the show on one of those, please leave us a review. Uh, you can also find us on NerdBong.com, WickedRadioNetwork.com, BeyondTheDawnRadio.com. Or lightningradio.com. That's L I G H T E N I N G radio.com. And the show airs every Saturday at 7 p.m. Central Time on their network. You're a great speller. I am. <laughs> so there's a lot of places you guys can find us. Go out there and listen to the show, listen to back episodes. Uh, we got a lot of great content. Yeah, we do. And leave us a review if you can. Five stars. <laughs> so I want to say thanks to Jimmy for coming on. It was an absolute pleasure. And uh, would you like to close out the show? Uh, sure. What do I say? I just say that uh, thanks for listening to Comical Podcast, where we rock it, and Bedrock Comics gets you 20% off with the code. And you guys enjoy your day and read good comics. And remember, keep on laughing, bitches. That's perfect. <laughs>